0: So, you've heard my voice over the weeks, and now, once again, da-da-da-da.
1: Yes, yeah, I'm back. <laughs> uh, a little bit uh, bumped and bruises, but I'm here.
0: So, Josh is joining us via phone, and I'm getting the first prototype of my first ever Mix Minus uh, mix going on with it, running into my little recording rig here. Uh, Josh, so, your voice has been greatly missed by a lot of the listeners Heard the feedback there. Can you just give us a little bit of an update from your voice to everybody's ears about what's going on?
1: Sure. So um, I live in southwest Florida. I mean, everyone kind of knows that. I think a lot of people know that, that listen. And uh, we had a hurricane. And the hurricane went right over my house, pretty much. So we're talking about uh, as bad as it gets. And a tree fell on my house and made my house pretty much uninhabitable so i've been for the last three weeks now just been getting getting everything ready getting everything set up we were we were without power for 12 days so um it's been kind of like a a a nutsoid situation where everything that you know like we take for granted like all this stuff just works but when it just all of a sudden stops working then you're like, okay, what do I do? And that's kind of where we're at. And so thankfully we're safe and we're at a, uh, a family's house now. But our house is going to have to be basically rebuilt. So uh, that's where we're at.
0: I'm glad that, Josh, you are, you're safe. And, you know, folks, I was able to talk with Josh. It was actually easier for him to call me. I think just how the, uh, you know, yeah. how the cell phone tech technology works. Yeah. Um, but crazy because completely... Uh, wouldn't have known what was going on. And it was weird not knowing what was going on. Josh, I have to go check my stove real quick. While I'm doing that, listeners, you'll never know this unless I gave it away. Can you tell them kind of how it felt to be off the grid but still working on your life for like the first three days after the hurricane?
1: Sure. So, yeah, so being off the grid, like all of a sudden you're, you're off of it. It's a, uh, it's a Band-Aid rip-off situation where all of a sudden it's gone. So, like, we went to, we you know, on the 28th, we had power and we had the grid and we had everything, and on the 29th, we had nothing. So it was, like, 100 years of infrastructure ripped down in nine hours, which is awesome in the way that, like, the power and the awesome power of nature right but it's also like a very good wake-up call for how we do life and so it was very challenging to all of a sudden be like cold turkey now we had plenty of things to do since i had a tree fall in the house i was cleaning that up um we had actually compromised the roof to where we had I could actually look up in my bedroom and see the sky. And thankfully, we actually had where uh, everything was cooler. But it doesn't always happen that way. So we had a good time, but uh, not good time, I should say. Just a, we just made it. And that's the thing. Being off the grid all of a sudden, and I kind of fell back on my, like, Gen X kind of roots where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this, do that. And I just made it work. I had a neighbor come over, you know, like I had a chainsaw, I let him borrow. And then I, I, like we bartered, like he came over and helped me put a tarp on my roof. So it's all that kind of stuff. Like you start falling back very quickly to what works and what doesn't work.
0: And that, you know, with that thing too, not a lot worked except your hands and your mind and ways to figure it out. One of the crazy stories that kind of came out of this was that, uh, Josh, your in-laws were like an hour away. It took you two days to get over there to make sure that everything was good in the neighborhood. And this is my edit afterward. It wasn't one hour. It was only one mile away.
1: Yeah, it was like three days. (laughs) Oh, wow.
0: And I was trying to call from from, uh, my neck of the woods to see if it would get down to them better. But, folks, this is natural disasters and the power of nature, whether a hurricane or otherwise... It really starts to expose those type of things, the type of things that we just take for granted. Yeah. Even like, you know, being able to go and like go to bed at night. So uh, we've actually said, I mean, go ahead.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, like uh, Publix, for example, grocery store, five minutes from my house. It took two hours to get there after the storm. Because the bridges washed out over the canal, which we never even thought about until it was gone. Right. And it's still not operational now. Like, that bridge is going to be another four to five weeks.
0: And there's a whole, when I say, like, the Army, there's literally the Army, and then there's the Army of people who are right. doing infrastructure work, the Army Corps of Engineers hit, hitting it hard yep. down there. Uh, I know 75, the major freeway, there was a uh, kind of a washout, and they got that back up and running pretty quick.
1: Yeah, yeah. So right by my house, actually, uh, on Sumter in 75 that bridge kind of like I guess the bridge didn't wash totally out but it was the water was so high that they were not they just closed the the road down because they're like we can't have people going over this
0: so folks first of all hear me say I'm glad to hear my friend's voice Uh, we're recording once again you know we've had a chance to talk and Josh has had a lot of logistical things to get your life back on track and when I say back on track, it doesn't mean and then, automatically. I did a no. I did a solo episode called the aftermath. This is kind of a joint aftermath recording. So Josh may record a solo episode about it too. But, I will. But um, folks, there's a there's something for to say about preparedness in every situation. Now these kind of things obviously like you can't you can do as much as you can, and you still at the time have to adapt and overcome. And that was something that Josh actually was, we caught texts here and there. We had regular check-ins for a while. Just adapt and overcome. And that was kind of his mantra, just I'm going to figure it out and do it. So I'm, I'm glad that he just didn't collapse on the floor and just not do anything because that would have been bad for everybody.
1: I'm going tell you, it's really easy to do that. So I had that point where like, I was kind of like almost like my Joker moment where I was just almost, like, starting to, like... I didn't know whether to laugh or cry or both. And that's the part that is hard. You get through that, and you don't know what you're going to do until you get there. And so you get through that, and you know what? I start seeing now, like, all the things I need to do, but I'm sequencing them now. So that's the thing I can just pull from this for everybody. is like, if you have a thing that's, like super hard to do or super like traumatic, you've got to start sequencing the stuff and you just got to start doing it because if I didn't do it, no one else was. And that was kind of my mantra over this whole, whole thing.
0: You know, and for, I think for the society we live in now, it's easy to not do something because you don't, you don't actually have to, if like life is just working, if you don't have a storm, you can just kind of go along and so when you see a lot of entrepreneurs, you see a lot of people, they still maintain that level of get it ness, You know, even people who just like like performing at a high level, it'd be interesting to, to gauge it by people who lived even 100 years ago. Do they see that we're working hard? Are we being c- clever? Are we being creative? Are we using those things? It could be argued that you're not doing as many things to, like, self-actualize, like if you're talking about psychology and Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. But I would just be curious to see, like, do people actually think that we're actually capable? And things like this, uh, like a hurricane, definitely show people's level of readiness for it. I know Josh is uh, working to still recover some of his life, folks. We have a GoFundMe that we've set up for Josh. If you are interested and you like this podcast, uh, the reason why we're doing some mix minus on the phone right now and I'm the central operator is because we have to take an assessment of what we lost in the hurricane with it. Um, yeah. Fortunately, Josh is safe. His wife, Mel, is safe. Their dog, Pepper, is good. Family's good, but it's going to be a long road to get back. Now, we're going to figure out a different recording setup sometime in the near future, but I wanted everybody to hear Josh's voice because I've had the, the privilege to hear it and just wanted him just to, from his voice to your ears, folks. Um, Josh, is there anything else, just quickly, in this little touch base that you'd like to leave people with? or?
1: Yeah, I mean... I, The people reaching out have been, uh, it's been awesome. And it's been in a way where I'm like in a dark place and people reach out and it makes it not so dark. So even if you think like it doesn't matter, it does. And, uh, I really appreciate everyone for talking to me or calling me or texting me or sending me an email or Facebook message or whatever you guys do. Uh, it really does matter, even if it's just like, hey, how are you doing, you know? it's great.
0: Folks, I'm going to post the GoFundMe link in this episode, and I think we'll put a comma here for this particular one, but um, Josh is alive and well. That's the message for today. <laughs> yep. So, this is Brian.
1: And this is Josh.
0: For Curiosity Continuum.